Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe to You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And today we are having a tea party with Risa. It's part two. But before we do that, uh, I got some things to share, Michelle. Okay, yes. <clears throat> I didn't... I've been waiting a few days to, to hear. You teased me with it yesterday. So I'll go with a shorter one. So there was, I, th- I don't remember, I think it was like Friday or something. Last Friday, um, it's like not really an important date or anything. So I don't know why this, but I was watching this video of kids react, uh, and they were reacting to Avenged Sevenfold, and uh, they were talking about the song "So Far Away." And you know which song that is? The one that they made for the Rev, Rev after he died. Yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't. I'm not about to try and sing it online. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I know which one. Okay, so that song came on, and uh, I was listening to the song. I, and if it wasn't them, it was somebody else that was reacting to the song. And uh, so I just started kind of like listening to the lyrics, and uh, you know, it made me think about grandma in that moment. And I got kind of like, oh, you know, like not sad, but just you know, I missed her. Yeah. So then uh, we're leaving the house because we were getting ready to 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 leave, and that's why I was just listening because I always have to have sound. And uh, walking out of the house, <clears throat> and as I'm going down this, this, the last set of stairs to, you know, go down to the driveway, like a butterfly literally just comes and like touches my lips what? or like right below my like, yeah, like my lips okay. and my chin area, and uh-huh. just comes like touches me and then like flies away. Oh, it's a little kiss from grandma. Yeah, and then so like that's like one of the thoughts that came to my head, and I kind of freaked out, and I was like, a, a, a butterfly just hit me in the lips. Like that, that was what I told, yeah. uh, told Valeria and she was like, oh, it was your grandmother giving you a kiss. And she, but mind you, she didn't know that I had You're, just been thinking yeah. about her like, uh, you know, a little while prior to that. So that's yeah. a thousand percent what that was. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Lucky. So. The fuck? Now I'm going to be trying to like run into butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> my grandma kissed me too. <laughs> Uh, yeah so the the other thing this one was like super fucking crazy because like i've lucid dreamed in in the past and i've or i've had dreams where like i'm like oh i'm dreaming and then i'll do stuff in the dream or i've even had where i'll i can wake my like i realize okay i'm dreaming and then i'll be like fuck this i want to get out and i'll wake up Mm, uh but this time was like i don't know if i've ever done it like this um, so I was, I was asleep in, in the, in the guest room cause I had been really tired. Um, it was literally like last, uh, Wednesday. Oh no. So it was actually two days before the, the butterfly thing. Um, it had been my last day of work, uh, Wednesday night. Like I, I was done and I was falling asleep on the sofa and it was like only 10 o'clock, 10 30. And Valeria was like, you know, go to sleep. And I'm like, ah, but it's my first night off. Like, I don't want to go to bed early. Hmm. Like maybe I should have got in bed this early on my work days instead. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I sh- and then, so she was like, well, I need to go down and fix my nails, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, cool. So I guess I'll just go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I came to the room, fell asleep. And I mean, I knocked out, dude. Like, I think I ended up waking up at six o'clock. Um, from like 11. So I just slept completely through, but the crazy. And so typically I don't, I don't think I sleep long enough to start like going, getting like the really deep or like REM cycles and all yeah. that stuff. The important but, stuff. Yeah. But this time do like I was, so I started dreaming that I was in the room that, that I was sleeping in, but the lights were on and I was like, Hmm, I don't remember leaving the lights on. And then I saw this like uh, dresser with a, a TV on it, but it was like an older TV. And it's like a dresser that used to be in here, but that's not in here anymore. And uh, I was like, that's not supposed to be here. And then all of a sudden the, the shit started moving, like sliding towards the bed to the foot of the bed. I was like, oh, no, dude, it's one of these <laughs> fucking dreams again. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I haven't had one of these dreams in forever. So the thing starts, it, it it hits the foot of the bed and it's like stuck. And then like I start getting dragged towards the, the dresser. So I start like pushing off the dresser, kicking off the dresser. And I was like, no, fuck this. So I, in the dream, like I closed my eyes 
which I don't typically do. Like when I'm mm-hmm. trying to get out of it, I just start praying. But this time I close my eyes in the dream and I start praying, right? And and uh, I can't get out of it and I can't get out of it. And all of a sudden, like it's almost like it just resets. Like I go, I'm back in the bed again and I'm in the room again and the lights are on. But the like, I don't think the dresser was there. The dresser was gone this time. I was like, what the fuck just happened? And all of a sudden the bed starts to like <clears throat> shake a little bit and, but it starts to shrink. So I, we have like a king, a queen size bed in this, in the guest room. And it shrunk mm-hmm. down to maybe like a, a twin mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit bigger than a twin, like, a, like maybe full twin. And, um, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like this, I know this is a dream. Like, I know this is a dream. Like it's not, this can't be happening. So all of a sudden my vision starts to get all weird and like warpy and, <clears throat> and then it goes back to normal. And uh, I step off the bed and then I just start to like levitate. Like, you know how sometimes how Superman uh, just, yeah, just like floats, like, floats like, up, yeah, up, in, up into the air rather than just like taking off really mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. Well, I did that shit. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, I want to get back down. And then all of a sudden, like, I just start going back down. I was like, oh, now what? you're flying in your dreams. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I, I was like, did what? I just? And then you so like. up. <laughs> and then, and then, like I'm standing there, and then I do it again, but I go back up. But this time, like I just like I'm thinking it? about going up, yeah. And then I start like I'm controlling it. I'm like start levitating up again, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I go back down, and then I look up, and like I was gonna try and like take yeah. off because when I was looking up, like right now the ceiling is black, and the, the walls were green like they are now, but the the ceiling was black. It wasn't white like it uh, like it is right now. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like shooting through or like trying to, but uh, obviously I don't break through the, the ceiling, but it's not hard either. It's almost like the sky is like stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm looking out into space almost yeah. and like I'm hitting a force field. Like I can feel the, the, oh. the force field like flexing. So it's like uh-huh. not letting me through. Uh, dude okay go keep going and then so like it pushes me kind of back down but i'm still kind of like i'm floating towards the top of the ceiling so then like i was like but can i fly like in a direction which mm-hmm. i already tried going up but i was like can i fly like sideways Forward, yeah. yeah so then i start like i go like i just start like almost swimming across like not actually swimming but like like when you push off a wall and you start gliding yeah. through yeah, the- so yeah. i started doing that on the ceiling and then I was touch like I would hit a wall and then I would turn around like you would in a pool and mm. then I would push off my push legs off. and I would and I would like like fly, fly across and I was doing that for a little bit. And then um I was like, well, this, this is fucking trippy. And then I woke up. Like I just remember waking up. Like I don't remember like wanting to wake up, uh-huh. but I just remember waking up. And it, I think that's when it was like 6 a.m. I was like, what the fuck just happened? And like I had really fucked up like or like weird kind of dreams. <clears throat> before that happened and after like after like i went back yeah. to sleep after that oh now i remember i woke up because i had to use the restroom mm. so i think that's what woke me up and because i remember going to the restroom coming back and then after that i started like i went back to sleep but i kept waking up every hour but like every time i would go back to sleep i would start to dream okay. something yeah. else yeah but uh yeah dude it was it was weird it was crazy like i like i said like i've experienced like where i realize i'm dreaming but nothing like that well like it literally sounds like a video game where it's like you leveled up and you discovered a new like power that you have or whatever yeah um but then it was like then i was like holy shit it's like simulation theory and like the whole dresser thing coming at you and you like blinking it like it made me think like oh my gosh he's he like hacked the system like what the fuck and you like do it again and then now you're like flying and shit like you just keep hacking it and then you're like about to burst out of that dome and like figure out that we're living in a simulation man (laughs) kind of thing but you didn't quite (laughs) yeah i couldn't get like i couldn't get through it and That's I didn't try crazy. again afterwards because like, or like, I think I kept like kind of bumping it, but I just realized, like, I knew that, oh, I can't, I can't get through this. So I just stopped trying to go up and just started like, I was like, well, fuck dude, like, let sideways. me fly around the, yeah, let's, let, let me just like fly around the room. Like if I was like swimming in a pool, cause yeah. that's just as cool. You I mean, know? for sure. I, like I said, I've experienced dreams where I realize I'm dreaming and I can wake myself up and like, I've kind of been able to do stuff in my dreams, but nothing like. Like what I experienced yeah. that time. So I've been wanting to tell you since then, but I was like, no, 
I'm going to say this. <laughs> yes, I have to say this one because this, this was it was fucking nuts. And then, like I said, that happened. It was that would have been Thursday morning, I guess. And then the, the, the butterfly thing happened Friday. And then um, Sunday, uh, I get a call from Ruth. And she she said I could share this. I'm gonna try not to go like too like detailed as far as like what's go- what was going on with her, but she was having some issues with like I guess her blood pressure. And then I mean I guess that was the main issue, but um, but she called me in the morning. She was like, "Hey, my blood pressure was this much. Uh, you know, can you come and take it manually for me?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course." So I got up and she called me really early in the morning. I was like ten o'clock. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, she she like calls me and I and I answer and I was like, "Hello, hello!" And she's like, hey, "I'm sorry to wake you up, this and that." I'm like, "Oh yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll go over right now." So I got up, went out there, and uh, I checked her blood pressure. I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, uh, "Do you want to go to the ER?" And she's Jesus. like, um, "Maybe, I think so." And I was like, all right. Uh, well, no, I, I I think when I first checked it, I was like, well, she had just taken some meds, you know, maybe it'll come down. And uh, I can't remember if it was at, like after because she ended up like because of how high it was, she ended up throwing up. And I was like, oh, shit, this is not good. And I remember thinking it wasn't good. And uh, I was like, well, I'm just going to stay here until she tells me like, OK, you can go or, Let's you know, take ER. me to the to the emergency yeah. room because I was like, you know, I don't want to leave. And then, yeah. you know, so. I was just chilling there with Fluffy. I mean, we were all the, us three were on the couch. She she was where Dad normally sits, and I was on the longer part of the sofa. And Fl- I had Fluffy next to me. And uh, like I said, I don't remember if it was after the first time or the second or whatever that she had, you know, th- uh, thrown up. But she was sitting there, and she was kind of like falling asleep, sitting up. And I wasn't looking at her directly. But I was kind of looking at the TV or like I was look, I was looking at my phone, but I could see her out of the corner of my eye and I could see that she was kind of like dozing, dozing off, going, going, falling asleep. And uh, all of a sudden, like, I, like I said, out of the corner of my eye, I see this gold misty light. Hmm. Yeah. And, and it goes into her head. What the fuck? Yeah. But the fuck, the crazy part is, like, once it disappears into her head, she goes, <sighs> like, she wakes what up. What the fuck? Yes, dude. She wakes up. And I'm like, and then, like, I look at her because I just, like, I, I literally saw this out of the corner of my eye happen. Yeah. And, like, I guess you could say oh, it was the sun. Like, you saw, like, a, a, a flare from the sun or some shit like that, right? But, but that like, timing, though. Like- the, the timing was super crazy. And, and, like the way the light moved was very fluid and liquid and almost like like a mist almost like it's just fluidy like it wasn't yeah. i don't Harsh. know yeah, <clears throat> yeah. No, i mean i get you yeah yeah and it was like a bright gold like shiny gold color and like i said i just saw it disappear into the crown of her head and she kind of just like 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 if she had startled awake yeah startled awake exactly she startled awake and i just turned around and i look at her and i was like are you okay and she's like, yeah, I just feel kind of dizzy, which isn't weird because she that's like the whole reason how she figured out because yeah. she had been feeling dizzy. So she's like, yeah, I just feel dizzy and uh, and this and that. And I was like, oh, OK. And I was like, can I tell you something? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I just saw a light go into your head before you woke up there. And she was like, did I fall asleep for a long time? I was like, I don't know if it was for a long time, but you did feel, like for sure we're asleep. Uh, and can I tell you something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's because like i don't want to freak her out or anything yeah but it's because it's weird like yeah yeah yeah. i didn't expect to see any i mean obviously you'd never expect to see anything like that right but, yeah but i was like i saw it happen i was like fuck dude that's crazy yeah. and then just like you said the timing of like it going into the crown of her head and then her like kind of startling awake and and stuff like that and like my gut just kept telling me like i need to take her to the hospital um so dad so she fell asleep again i didn't see anything else and you know we ended up she ended up having to go to the er um and then so i asked i told her again like about what what i saw and she was like yeah, i was gonna ask you so i went through it again with her and i was just like i i can't tell you i like i didn't get any bad feelings like i didn't like it didn't freak yeah. me out it just 
was like, odd. It was odd. So I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? So it was more of like a what rather than a, oh my God, this is freaky. So yeah, that was, uh, that was on a Sunday. And, um, she doesn't remember, like she didn't dream anything or like she didn't have any sort of feeling. I no, mean, I guess that'd like, be a hard question, right? But yeah, I would have to, I, I wanted, like, I, I think I asked her if she was like, if she dreamt anything, but I, I, if, or maybe I didn't, I don't know. Maybe I thought to ask and I just didn't ask. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure she'll, I was gonna she'll say, listen <laughs> to this and let, and let me know and, and I'll update we'll you guys. An, yeah. yeah. Probably next episode we'll have an update. Or if two. not next, yeah, in a couple episodes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so, it, you know, that happened and, and it was, it was crazy. Um, so like that, and all that shit happened in, in like five days, four days, like really close together. And I so just wish that you would work with somebody and just get your shit squared away. <laughs> but dude, that's the thing is like it, for me, like I feel like it doesn't ha- like I feel like it happens to you a lot more often. I just what when it happens to me, it happens more like I mean, like I've in never bursts. I've never seen glittery lights going into people's heads. I don't I see tra- shadows and things like that like as often as you do. I I only get like feelings of like okay now mm-hmm. it feels like someone just walked into the room or like someone's like standing you know over there or, like whatever it may be. But as yeah, seeing things like has been far rarer for me than it has for you, kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't know, but I mean it could just go back to the you're more clairvoyant, I'm more clair clairsentient. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's those, crazy though. Yeah. All three of them, yeah, those those are those are good. Glad you waited to share, but yeah, yeah. Um, man, I wish I had anything like something <laughs> to report or update, but I have I have nothing. And even if I did, it probably would not have been as good as what you just shared. <laughs> so I probably would lie and say I didn't have anything and save it for another day. But oh yeah, that's crazy cool though. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Ruth has a, an update as far as like if she felt anything, but I feel like she would have said something too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll see. But yeah. Thank you for those updates. And what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say we're late. We're late for a very important date. Part two. Part two of Risa Miller's interview. Did you, you got my reference there? The Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. Mad Hatter oh, yeah. Tea Party. Yes. All right. Cool made me think of another question that I originally wanted to ask you with the shadow people kind of of what is your theory on what shadow people are because I have also thought like well maybe they aren't ghosts in the sense that they were somebody but maybe more like an elemental or something like Mm. that is connected with like the ground or the land or the you know what I mean versus like oh I was a spirit of somebody and I just show up as a shadow person it's a good question. And, you know, the truth is I, I don't have a firm answer. I can only offer you an opinion. Yeah. The first thing I'm going to tell you is I don't think they're demons. Yeah. Um, if indeed there are demons in the Lucifer demon kind of way, I don't think they would be as subtle as shadow people. I think mm-hmm. they would be a bit, a bit more, you know, they, they would be as extra as you would think. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, um, the shadow people are something much more subtle. And I have heard theories that they are somehow affiliated with um, crossing to different dimensions. I have heard theories that they are somehow affiliated with uh, UFOs. I, I will be totally honest, I've never had a UFO experience. And it could be that I've always lived in very populated areas. I know that's not a hot spot for UFOs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've lived in New York City and Baltimore and... <laughs> Um, I say I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania, but it's legally a city. It's big. So um, it's, it's not like I've, I have rarely been out away from people. I, I love mm-hmm. the country. It's just hasn't been my path. But um, as far as shadow people, like I said, I, I wasn't scared, but um, I was also a precocious, you know, little girl. And that said, everybody else I know says they were, their immediate instinct was fear. And they also felt like they couldn't get away. Like if, if they wanted to run, you obviously can't outrun a shadow person. Mm-hmm. But um, 
there's something about the shadow person that you have to be willing to come to them. There has to be an agreement. Like you have to somehow be like, okay, cool. Let, let's do this. And they can't, un, they can't willfully take you. Hmm. And, you know, I, I actually talked to a psychic about this who also has had shadow people visit him probably because he's psychic and he's completely open. Um, hmm. He said that that was his feeling too, that shadow people do like to come to someone who might be intoxicated, might be having mental health challenges, might be extremely ill and strike a deal with them or someone as vulnerable as a child who doesn't know better, that they want whatever it is that they're after, whatever, if it's a piece of your soul or to attach to you or whatever it is that they're after, you have to agree to give it. And uh, he said that that had been his experience over and over and that his clients had had similar stories. As far as where they come from, aside from just saying they're in the liminal space, I'm not sure. I, I do believe that the theory that there could be other dimensions, I mean, Einstein wasn't actually wrong about anything else. So I don't know why he would be wrong about that. But um I mean, that it was a theory that he was, was working on. So sure. Why not? I can't prove that there aren't other dimensions and I can't prove that shadow people aren't somehow part of them. And, um, I can't prove that there are or aren't UFOs. The universe is really big. I think there's other life out there. It would be so naive to think that we're the only thing. Um, yeah. that just, that seems illogical to me as vast as the universe is that, that we're it. Like Absolutely. that's it, just us. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> but um, are shadow people UFOs? Are they people that have, are they entities, like you said, elementals? You know, are they, are they dark fae? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody asked me that one time, like, could they be what historically were thought of as the dark fae? And I had never thought of that. I was just like, well, I guess maybe that would explain that story. That would explain so much of the dark fae legend, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Is it just the same thing by a different name now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that. Or as far as like, uh, yeah, the dark fae kind of thing. Or When you think about what I the mean, dark fae yeah. allegedly would do, they would come and like swap your child for a changeling. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, they, they had bad intentions, but they were sneaky. And it doesn't, does it sound like shadow people? It sounds a lot like it to me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I said, mean, I, not my own idea. Somebody asked yeah. me, but yeah. I was just like, huh, well, you know, that would be one way to explain it. We just changed the name. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've, I've heard too, just cause we were talking about aliens and now the dark mm-hmm. fate, as far as, uh, uh, you know, back in the day we would call it like, essentially like a dark fae abduction but mm-hmm. now it's like an alien abduction it's like what if they're the same things we're just seeing them differently now kind of thing and but Could uh, that, yeah that was just a whole other like rabbit hole that i was like i'm just gonna let my brain wander that thought for a second <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know and it was a yeah i mean theory. there's the whole theory that aliens and angels are the same thing yeah we were just you know, talking about that too weren't that's we? a, my that's a couple that's a theory that's been on tv you know yeah Yeah. i and and it makes sense too or or just uh, and i think we've we've talked about this with previous guests as far as like your experience kind of depends on your faith or your religion kind of thing or some people might see an alien yeah some other people might see an angel and i and i kind of almost feel like Eric and I have kind of had that where we want to lean towards like, yeah, I was an angel. And someone was like, but what if it was an alien or like, shit, it could have been too, um, you know, like either, either one kind of like, who knows what it actually is, but it's just, you could put either in that scenario and it's like, yeah, no, right. it, it could be either. That's true. Um, or am I speaking for you, Eric? Or speaking <laughs> no, no, it's, I mean, yeah, it could be, could be angel, could be alien. It could be the same thing some other and just or like could be said, none being. of the above yeah. yeah yeah you wanted to talk to me about tea leaf reading too or yes. you don't have to <laughs> no i we, we do <laughs> yes we i would we would love to to hear and know and how you about... got into it how okay. 
even works? Yeah, how how does it work? Because I was watching recently. uh, I mean, I've known about it because, like you mentioned, Harry Potter. um, But also what I recently saw on uh, actually a Law and Order season of Organized Crime, the new one that came out, uh, they were like dealing with this, uh, like, I don't think it was a Russian mob, but it was a like uh, Eastern type mob, like in that region. And the lady was reading Coffee Grounds, which yeah, I thing. assume is similar, you know. Same but thing. yeah, she uh, got Stabler's coffee uh, that he drank and she was reading his coffee and was like telling this other person, you got to be careful with him, this and that. And, yeah, that sounds so right. It's if I, the character is the same as I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll answer first how I got started. Um, so I am a third generation tarot card reader, but I mm. went through a phase where I rebelled against that because I was a teenager <laughs> and I decided to take up tea leaf reading instead. And that happened quite by accident. Um, so rewind like th- over 30 years. And um, my mom gave me my first loose tea as a gift for the holidays. And uh, it came with a little metal tea catcher, if you've ever seen mm. them. It broke the first time I used it. It was a total piece of junk. Mm. And um, the tea was just floating in the cup. But it was like a high-value gift. That wasn't a readily available thing where I grew up. I mean, there was no mm. Amazon. You couldn't just get loose tea like that. Uh, she'd had to order it um, from a, a catalog back when those were a thing. And um, so I was like, I'm going to drink it anyway. I'm not going to let it go to waste. And I drank it. And as I was drinking it, the leaves started sticking to the side of the cup. And I was like, oh my gosh, that looks like a cat. And my mom said, it's a kind of divination to read tea leaves. She's like, why don't you keep, keep looking, see what's there. So there was nowhere to learn this skill. Uh, if there were books, they weren't available in the library that I had. And um, there was no Amazon and no blogs and nothing like that existed. So I kept a notebook and in it, I would um, draw what I saw and the first thing was a cat and then I saw a basket and a flower and I just kept track of the things I would see and over time I started putting definitions to them so the symbol language I use is completely my own I Mm. I invented it over the years Mm. I have added to it of course um, using literature classes art history um, cultural symbolism but the core the basic language of symbols I use whether I'm reading tea or smoke or scrying any of that, I use the same symbol language, and it is the one I invented um, all by myself over time looking into a teacup. And um, you don't have to do it that way anymore. You can buy a book <laughs> or take a class. But um, back back then, that wasn't an option. So I taught myself to do it, and I still to this day make drawings of all the cups. I'll, I know that your listeners can't see this, but I'm I'll hold it up so that you could see it. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I do a tea leaf reading, I do a pen and ink drawing of every symbol in the, the person's cup so that they have sort of a, both a piece of art and a record of their reading that is truly unique to what their, what their experience was. And from that, I sort of tell the story that's in the cup. Um, I talk about both the emotional and the material world in, in the reading and a little bit about what the cup thinks they want for their future. People have to drink their own tea. Uh, That's not something I can do for them. So when I do a remote reading, somebody drinks their own tea and sends me pictures. Mm -hmm. And um, even though tea leaf reading is very ancient, (laughs) um, I loved getting into Photoshop and zooming in on that picture 400%. It makes it super easy to see. It's a great tool (laughs) Um, versus when I'm doing it in person and I have to hold my magnifying glass like Sherlock Holmes um, to see the little itty bitty bits of tea in their teacups. But um, I mean, both have their advantages. It's nice to meet people in person, but um, I've been able to do tea leaf readings for people all over the world, Australia, Europe, Asia, um, thanks to, you know, the internet, the Mm. the way the world has gotten smaller as we've all connected. So... Go ahead. Interesting. Yeah. So when, I mean, obviously, uh, I, I think most teas have, uh, you know, not just like one type of, of tea leaf, but like different herbs and stuff as well. 
would a specific let's say if there's chamomile uh like chamomile sticking to, to a certain right yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> something something bigger uh but like uh a sp- does a specific herb sticking somewhere or ending up somewhere mean something versus if it was i wish i knew more yes. about tea let's say mint yes. versus okay. rose here, or here we go yeah. um so since the pandemic i don't blend my own teas anymore i don't have a commercial kitchen and it's illegal um huh. so uh if i used to <laughs> but uh it's just too expensive, honestly, to get a commercial kitchen to do all of that. Mm-hmm. I tend to just use black tea. Um, it is easy to see. I like Darjeeling. I like Earl Grey. Um, chai is a nice mix of teas. It has spices and stuff in it, too. Um, I do use some herbal teas because not everybody who does um, who wants a tea leaf reading does caffeine. So mm-hmm. mint looks great in a cup. Um Ginger and chamomile and turmeric teas, a lot of those are just too pale. You can't see them in a teacup, um, or at least I can't. <laughs> and um, especially because like that light yellow, almost cream on the inside of a white cup. It's just, there's not yeah. enough contrast. So, I mean, I love drinking those teas. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love them, but they're not easy for me to see in a teacup. But yes, um, I have seen herbs and flowers like hibiscus or rose create parts of pictures in teacups. Mm. And I do break the cup down um, by the placement of things in it, uh, both by time and by whether it's part of your emotional or material world. Um, I'll show you. (laughs) So... Under the handle, the symbols that land there tell me where that person is in their life right now, like what, who, who they are at the moment, how they see themselves, how they're showing up in their life. And then what side are you looking at? This is the emotional side of the cup. It tells me who is playing an important role and the big emotional events that are important in this person's life. The other side represents their material life, and that's going to be your job your money your house your car your stuff your education mm-hmm. you know um and sometimes people show up over here in the emo- or, i'm sorry in the material side but for the most part this is going to be about what's affecting your material world in the very center of the cup is the um hoped for outcome the future that the person is sort of telling me that they want telling the cup that they want and uh, that one was cool because it was fireworks But um, it doesn't always look like that. Often that part of the cup is empty or just mucky because so many people don't actually know what they want. And um, there are certain symbols that I do see all the time. Um, There are things like uh, the squirrel shows up a lot. The squirrel means save your resources, save your nuts and seeds, that there might be um, times ahead where you might feel like, you know, your purse is a little thin. And in the past few years, I've seen that an extraordinary amount. Um, and I think it's a reflection of the, the world economy and the things people have been going through in the world. Hmm. So are, are like a lot of your symbols animal symbols? Because I feel like I saw at least three animals, possibly four in that teacup that you just showed us. Yeah, you saw a whale. Yes, you a goat. Saw... I saw a goat anyway. I don't know if I'm <laughs> tripping. I'm trying to remember this person's reading. There's fish. There is a goat. There is a bird in the nest. Yes. Um, there is a uh, flying griffin with an angel on its back. Hmm. Huh. Now that's a pretty awesome symbol. Um, there is a peacock resting. Yes, and that's the one I saw. Yes. Um, but there's also a car. There are several people. This cup has the Bride of Frankenstein. It has the initial hmm. J. Um, it, oh, it has a puppy Jay. dog. It has a pair of sunglasses. It has a few arrows. Um, it does have some blockages. And um, it, has a, it has an outright question mark. It has a person sitting on a cliff, not moving forward, not moving back. Um, it has an axe. So yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff. I, I'm an animal lover. So a lot of my mm-hmm. original symbol set were animals. Because yeah. like I said, I, I definitely saw the whale like 
Right. I mean, that yeah, one's like super obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I did see a goat. It's kind of like upside down towards the bottom of the cup. And yeah, then he's coming out of a other... barn. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And then uh, like on this other, like almost on the opposite side of that goat is it was something, it was like a bird that was sitting. It's the peacock. Or, like, the peacock okay. that's sitting yeah, down. Those are yep. the three things that I saw. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm, interesting. Yep. Yeah. A lot of my symbols are animals just because when I... I was young when I made it, and I still love animals to this day, but they were a big part of my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, what is this? Yeah, like, what do those um, animals mean? Or And also, if you see them, like the peacock resting versus if it was, mm-hmm. you know, the body showing its feathers. Yeah. You know, um, one of, this one doesn't have a, a cat. But I do see a lot of cats in people's cups. Cats, to me, are always about um, an issue to do with your home. And mm-hmm. not everybody has a pet, pet cat at home. So that's that's actually not how I read that. But um, it could be that things at home are bad. So the cat will show up like a Halloween cat with its back arched and it oh, will look okay. incredibly mm. uncomfortable and, you know, angry. Um, or perhaps the cat will show up curled up resting and look very peaceful. And I'll be like, okay, so you feel stable in your home situation. So that's how I would read the posture of a cat. Same with mm. a horse. Um, to me, horses are a, a good opportunity coming. Is it running towards you? Is it running away from you? Is it standing still? Is it just kind of watching? And it will tell me how how quickly it's going to come to you and whether or not you should take action to meet it. Uh, even more fascinating because this is you. Like, this is all, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't, like you were saying, like, read a blog or read a book, like, or go to a class. Like, this, nobody can learn your language essentially um unless you teach it so that's See, i do teach it i do teach oh, it okay i do i've taught it both in person and online and um the other thing though i'd like to encourage people to do is to find their own way mm-hmm. and it's it's you could sit down and memorize things from a book and you can do that as a tarot reader too but i always encourage people to try not to do that yeah nobody needs someone who can recite information they need someone who can feel their way intuitively through a reading Mm -hmm. and a tarot card is a tool a teacup is a tool they are only a guide what matters is the person reading them and how well they can intuit the information being shared have you ever uh had an experience where someone was reluctant and we've asked other like psychics Mm -hmm. or or mediums too where like someone's just kind of like Mm -hmm. closed off Mm -hmm. and then came back to you later it's like all right actually (laughs) you're like spot on with everything and blah 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 well what's interesting in a teacup if someone is closed off there's nothing in the cup it's empty Mm -hmm. or occasionally i get it where there's like a hard rim around the top and nothing in the middle it's a blocked cup they don't want me to see what's inside but yes, there's a very specific language in tea that, uh, and I've actually talked to a few other tea leaf readers and they have similar, similar experiences that if someone either is a non-believer or simply doesn't want to let you in, or there's something they, they don't want anyone to know about their life, they will show you a cup at the end of the tea, the tea drinking that's completely blocked. Wow. Hmm. So there's even something for that too, or like a, you know, symbol, symbolism for that too. Mm-hmm. And I usually tell people, you know, it's okay if you don't want to do this. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Um, You were mentioning like chamomile and turmeric and uh, ginger being Mm -hmm. too pale or Mm -hmm. does it have to be like a white cup or could you use like a darker cup to where maybe that would come out a little bit more? I tried that before and it it didn't work for me, but Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't mean it wouldn't work for someone else. If they have a dark, like a navy blue or a black cup, maybe, maybe the one I found just didn't have the right finish. So tea Mm. doesn't stick to every finish and Mm. um, the tea blends are all different. So I always test them before I try to read them. I want to make sure that it's, it's going to be a go. And um, when people are doing their readings remotely, I always tell them like, do a practice cup and make sure that your tea works and that make sure that it, it tastes okay. Like you want to drink it. Um, yeah. A lot of times people do this and they've never had tea before, or they're, <laughs> this is very big among the Harry Potter fans. And um, <laughs> some of them are quite young and they're like, oh, tea is disgusting. 
Oh my gosh. And I'm I not a Starbucks. fan of tea, so. Yeah. Well, but it's not disgusting. Well, you know, if you're an 11 year old, um, yeah. drinking a bitter cup of Darjeeling is sure. a lot. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, can I add like some honey and sugar and cream? So the thing is, honey makes it not work. So oh, really? Because it's sticky. It's it sticky. Like, it uh, comes out in one giant blob. Um, cream doesn't really work either. It makes the tea really sticky. And uh, you can do sugar. You can do sugar. And um, I have found that uh, stevia among the um, mm. low calorie sweeteners is okay. It works. And oddly enough, true simple syrup works because it's just sugar it's not honey mm. yeah so those things are all okay they'll they'll work in a tea leaf reading if somebody can't you know just can't deal with the tea yeah see i don't know i just like even chamomile tea to me just doesn't it just I, to me honestly and i'm not just trying to but <laughs> it tea just all the majority of it tastes the same to me like just obviously me. like a mint tea will taste like mint right but it doesn't – it's not like, oh, my God, I want a nice cup of mint. No. I And then, like, I recently had chamomile because – or maybe it's just the quality of tea that I'm drinking, right? I'm just driving that. to That could be a thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, my wife just made me a cup of tea the other day, chamomile, because I was feeling – my stomach was really upset. Mm-hmm. So, I – you know, but she didn't put anything – she didn't put sugar or anything like that because I, I didn't – I wasn't drinking it to enjoy it. I was just drinking it because I knew it was going to make me feel better. Yeah. And I mean, I drank it and it was just like, well, this is just tea. Uh, it doesn't, I don't like, doesn't taste like any, like, but I guess water. people, yeah, people could say the same thing about coffee and coffee. Like I can kind of, I do enjoy and mm-hmm. I can taste, you know, some well, differences. You, in you can do cup coffee. readings with coffee. You can do it with mm-hmm. cacao. Uh, if you can find unfiltered wine, you can use wine sediment. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. There's some real hipster tassiographers who use juice grounds. <laughs> Um, I've never tried juice grounds. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. like I said, I'm a tree hugger and I love fresh juice, but I've never felt the urge to read my juice grounds. Yeah. But uh, I know it's done. I know that people do it. Huh. You, you were talking about smoke earlier too. Is that you? Do you also like? Do you? Mm-hmm. I, I'm confused. I don't want to sound stupid. Do you read smoke too? Yes, I do. And uh, it so, is how a, does that work? It is a very, very ancient practice. It's called capnomancy. And uh, most famously practiced by the oracles of Delphi. And um, basically it is gazing into smoke and looking for symbols. So Mm. it's a two-step process, just like with learning to read tea. First, you have to learn to see it. Then you have to figure out what it means. Mm. But I always tell people, learn to see it first. And um, smoke holds the additional, um, I guess, quality of being in the pyromancy family. So you have to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do smoke reading just anywhere. I, I once had someone from an art gallery say, could you do smoke readings here? I said, absolutely not. <laughs> um, the smoke might damage the paintings. Yeah. Uh, I could catch a place on fire. It's a hard no. Yeah. So uh, I do it inside because wind would change the messages. And I like to, I have one particular place in my home where I like to practice it. It has a tile floor. <laughs> it, um, the windows can all be closed. There's no draft from anything. It's a very still room and it is the perfect place for smoke reading. I put a dark background up and I let the smoke flow in front of it. Uh, I use incense and sometimes I use candles. Um, if you're using candles, you have to get, this is going to sound funny, a low quality candle. Hmm. because high quality candles have smokeless wicks hmm. so you have to you have to hit yeah. the dollar general yeah. <laughs> yeah guys so if you are trying to do this guys you cannot use pearl skull alchemy oh my candles God. that's the candles that i make oh he's <laughs> just uh promoting me there yeah if, if you're making a nice quality candle it won't work for this sorry yeah. to say <laughs> um you know historically it was practiced outdoors um it, it was done in all kinds of ancient cultures. Um, people also read ash. They read fire. Uh, they are in the same, like I said, they're all in the pyromancy family. And um, it, it moves very quickly. It's, uh, so tea is in the cup. It's stuck there. Yeah. It's not going to move mm-hmm. until it starts to dry and falls off the cup. And that you have a good 20, 30 minutes before you hit that spot. Smoke moves like this. It's like... Mm-hmm. You, you get to gaze into it and watch it and you have to pay rapt attention because as uh, the way I do it, I verbally ask a question and um, get a response 
almost immediately. And then I have to react quickly. You know, um, a great way to learn to do it is to take a few videos with your phone after you ask the question so you can kind of rewind it mm-hmm. and see what the answer was. Yeah. Hmm. That's, okay, that's so really now I'm not cool. going to freak out so much when I'm doing like cleansings here at the house looking at the smoke. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> Actually, it. that was one of the reasons I got interested in it was, you know, doing cleansings. I was like, wow, that that looks just like the, you know, whatever figure in my teacup. And then I thought about it mm. and I was like, I feel like it is the whatever figure yeah. from my teacup. And mm. um, I found a psychic practicing in New England who did capnomancy and she was very happy to share the practice with me. And um, I, I changed it a little from what she initially taught me back into my own symbol language and stuff. But um, as I practiced it over the past several years, it uh, it's one of the the deep dive kinds of readings you can get. Mm-hmm. It it will it, they're intense. The smoke readings are very intense, and they're fully open ended. It's not like with you know you have seventy eight tarot cards and they have their meanings. But um, in smoke, any figure can come up mm-hmm. and it can be big or small. It can be layered like there can be like pictures behind pictures in smoke. It's pretty fascinating to watch it move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've I feel like Michelle, too. We've since we were kids, we've always been really f- like big fans of fire. Yeah, definitely. Definitely very, had our pyro phases, pyro, pyromaniac uh, phases. Kids, yeah. yeah. And just like I've always been like when because uh, our instructor for Taekwondo used to burn incense all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. I always used to love watching just like the smoke. smoke. And then recently, uh, I mean, I know it's different because it moves different, obviously, but I just love seeing it is uh, I've gotten those. Um, the reverse cones. The reverse. reverse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ones that flow down. Are, yeah, mm-hmm. flow down. Yeah. So they look they look awesome. And like, I just got one that was like a skull and it, the incense sits on the top of the skull and it just basically is crying smoke. And, uh, we saw, we saw some at a store recently that were just, they're just awesome looking, uh, you know, that's to hold this. Yeah. Vessels holders. The smoke. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know you probably can't use that cause you don't need the smoke to kind of go up. But... Well, at least the way I read, I look at the smoke <clears throat> going up, but you know, yeah. maybe you'll see it differently and you can watch the smoke go down and it will work that way for you. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, you did mention too, that, that you, uh, scry with, with mirrors. Mm-hmm. Also coming water. soon to a Pearl Skull Alchemy website near you. What am I doing? Oh, oh yeah, because no, I haven't, I haven't made them yet. Oh, okay. uh, it's because I have these obsidian scrying mirrors, but mm-hmm. was gonna electroform them and do stuff. But anyway, oh, that's, cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Thank you. Um, uh, I actually think of all of the forms of divination that um, black mirror scrying, which is what you're talking about, yes. also very old, very ancient, um, is probably the hardest on the eyes. Um, typically done in the dark by candlelight. And uh, it's really good if you don't have like a, a lit doorway behind you or something too. And I think that for me, it's something I, I can't spend more than like 10 to 15 minutes working on mm-hmm. at a time. Uh, the eye strain is, is intense. And I, I would tell you the eye strain is intense with tea leaf reading too. But uh, I, I think the black mirror scrying for me has been more hit or miss than smoke and tea. Mm-hmm. Um, if whoever is there to talk doesn't show up before my eyes get tired, oh, makes sense. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes definitely the symbols come through. Other times I feel like I'm like, well, guess what? I'm out. We're we're done here. Yeah. Sorry, I waited for you, but you're too slow. So yeah. that's of all of the scrying that I do, simply because of. The physical eye strain is the hardest mm-hmm. one for me. Gotcha. Mm. So, you know, I know that I've never tried a lake, but I know a lot of people like to scry in like a still lake. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I I have to find one that's not like flowing mm-hmm. or moving sometime and give that a shot. Yeah, that's uh, definitely, definitely been a form uh, that I have wanted to attempt, but I, there's always like this fear what no matter whether it's sad or tarot or anything that I've been trying to do there's always like uh, a fear of like what I'm gonna see or experience or you know 
cards I'm going to pull, but also just like that self-doubt of like, mm. I'm making this up. Am I just, you know, uh, creating something out of nothing? And My advice to you, which you didn't ask for, start with okay. something as solid <laughs> as tarot. Okay. Um, each card probably has 20 meanings and then you flip them and they have 20 more. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, that's where the intuition piece comes in. But mm -hmm. it's it's a better foundation to start with than something literally totally open that you are going to doubt yourself more. Yeah. If you find your voice in the language of the tarot, you can translate that to other things. Makes sense. Like I have, I have like a whole bunch of decks, and I like go through them, and I you know try, but it's just always that doubt. But yeah. you know, and and don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah, that too. That don't be so uh, hard on yourself. Seventy-eight cards, each with uh, like forty-ish meanings, is a lot of memory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of memorizing. And like I said earlier, I don't think you have to memorize them. Mm -hmm. I think that if you have a general feeling for your cards, that's enough. And, uh, I mean, over the years you'll, you'll learn the meanings. Um, my advice to people starting out is to keep a tarot journal and mm -hmm. every morning or every evening, whatever works for you or lunch break, whatever works for you, pull one and journal first, a sentence or two about what you see and what it means to you. Like, what is your reaction to the card? And mm -hmm. then look it up online and write down like the first three words that strike you on, in the definition uh, like Biddy tarot is really good it's a good place mm -hmm. to learn um but you don't have to go by her definitions yeah. you know you you can find your own way through the tarot deck believe it or not you really can yeah. and like i said you know you you're looking at say the full it's the beginning of the story right the tarot deck is a story it does have a beginning middle and end just like a book or a movie and um, it is the beginning of the journey, right? So you're looking at the full and, you know, the traditional meaning is that um, you're beginning a new endeavor, but it could also be that you're walking into something without thinking about it. It could also be that you are foolishly in love. It could also be that you are making a bad business choice because you haven't done any research because you're just trusting, just going forward blindly. There are a million ways to look at the, it could be that you're about to travel because the full, the, the waiter, rider weight full is somebody carrying their bag and walking along, you know, mm -hmm. um, there are a million ways to, to read that one card and none of them are wrong. If that's, what's calling to you in that moment. Yeah. I was going so I was going to ask because yeah, like, well, what you were just explaining about how it, it being so open, well, that would, would it then be that like, just whatever like if they ask a specific question or mm -hmm. are trying to find out a specific thing then that card would pertain specifically to what they're asking i usually I interpret that it that question. way yes okay so you know if if it's a love reading i read it that way if it's a business okay. reading i read it that way if it's a health reading you know you mm -hmm. you put that filter on it mm-hmm mm makes sense but then can you can you just be like okay just pull some cards in general or do you have mm -hmm. to have a question a lot of people pull cards in general or get mm -hmm. a tea leaf reading in general or just uh i call that a life path just looking mm -hmm. for a life path reading mm -hmm. okay well i have had a, a blast talking to you i didn't know what to expect and i feel like I would love to have you again, Eric, I'm not even going to ask you. I'm just going to say, <laughs> um, because I like no, genuinely you're so lovely to talk to and uh, something about your voice that I just love hearing you speak to. So, uh, oh, and it's you. very, very informative. And, um, uh, yeah, thank you for, for chatting with us, uh, tonight. And can I just say that when she reached out before we had any conversations with her, I was just like, this is going to be a good episode. <laughs> it really, I mean, and, and it's a lot of topics too, you know, to, to be able to, to cover. And we have literally never discussed tea leaf reading. So be able to, mm -mm. so to be able to have somebody um, to just get our toes wet about what tea leaf reading is. And now we can go jump into the rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, I mean, genuinely like, thank you. Thank you so much for, for reaching out and for being on. Of course. With us today. It was a pleasure. 
was it was a good like I said I was super interested in, in talking about the tea leaves just because when I saw the Instagram your Instagram I was just like what the heck? like I didn't like I've heard of this I've never seen actually who's like anybody who's actually done it mm-hmm. yeah. so when you were talking about it and, and I and I think in some of your put or if not all of them you actually show the cups and stuff like I that. I do show the cups in a lot of them yeah, yeah. so like when I saw it, I was like, oh my God. And then again, I, since I had seen it recently, I know like Harry Potter, I completely <laughs> forgot that they do that until you brought it up right now. And then the most recent memory I have of it is that episode of uh, uh, Law and Order, Law and Order mm-hmm. uh, Organized Crime. So I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like I want to, you know, talk about this or <laughs> learn about it or hear about it, you know, because it's not something like Michelle said, we've ever discussed on the, mm-hmm. on the podcast. So it was really cool having you on. Maybe next time. Well, never mind. Oh, well, yes. Yeah, I was gonna say actually say I was like maybe next time we can do some uh, live, uh, you know, tea readings. Well, if one of you drinks a cup ahead of time, I could do it. I um, okay. I have to have the pictures in front of me. Um, oh, if, you hold a, if you hold a cup up to the camera, that doesn't work because mm-hmm. lighting. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. No, that that would actually be really really fun. Um, to do so okay mental note write that down mm-hmm. <laughs> um but uh risa could could you let our listeners know like where they can find you where they can get tea leaf readings from you and and all that good stuff yeah i'm at tea and smoke.com which is super easy to remember yeah and just as quirky as me <laughs> <laughs> awesome i uh, and if i'm being honest when she said tea and smoke i was thinking something completely different and then now i realize what she <laughs> Now you know where the smoke's coming from. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, I feel like there is something I was going to say at the end here. Oh, uh, Eric, do you want to ask the the final question that we normally ask? Well, we keep forgetting to ask our guests, but (laughs) I remember this time. I think it's because the last... No, I think we've been asking. We we? asked mom and we asked... uh, Who do we have on before mom? I feel like Um, we've inconsistently asked this question, but... Well, I'm ready. Let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Ouija boards. What What's your? Okay. So what? 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 See, it's because that's why I never ask it because I'm always so bad at asking it. But all you what? To... Like, would go. you use Just... a Ouija board? <laughs> the most yes. weird piece of cardboard in America. <laughs> yes. Okay. I kind of, I kind of felt like this was going to be her answer, just because I mean, with she all also, her forms you know, of divination, yes, exactly. Like so whatever. I kind of felt this was going to be her answer. All right. But. So the Ouija board, the talking board, we'll call it, uh, came from Baltimore. It was invented by an enterprising lawyer named Elijah Bond, and uh, he was not a spiritualist. The spiritualists were the ones who started the talking board phenomenon in the late uh, 1700s, early 1800s. Now, Ouija boards talking boards, spirit boards, uh, were incredibly popular because at the time during the spiritualist movement, hiring a medium cost a ton of money. And uh, I mean, they even had mediums go to the White House, like Mary Todd Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's wife had seances Mm. in the White House, right? But Ouija boards were cheap and available to everyone. Now, remember, we're talking times of war, civil war, first world war, all these things going on. And a lot of people lost loved ones. Ouija boards were not considered evil. They were considered a cheap way to try to reach out to the spirits of the people that were lost. And um, Elijah Bond made a fortune and uh, they were very successful. He sold the Ouija board company to Parker Brothers in 1960s. And it was in the late 1970s that the fabulous movie, The Exorcist came out, changing the public face of the Ouija board forever. Now, to be clear, that was a fictional movie that never happened. And uh, the Ouija board is still just a piece of cardboard or wood or plastic and has absolutely positively nothing to do with demons. Uh, I can't even imagine why a demon would care about a piece of plastic. But um, that said, I, I think Ouija boards are just a tool for divination. I do not think they are charged with evil or good. I think any tool for divination is charged with the energy of the person who's using it who, if they are setting their own energetic boundaries, are completely protected and safe from whatever comes through. Now, if you're doing divination and you're calling on a demon or you're calling on a shadow person, that's your choice. You've made that decision. And uh, that's that's on you. But, um, 
You know, you can do that without a Ouija board. You don't need one for it. You don't need tarot cards for it. You could do it just straight up with your voice. And uh, mic drop. Yeah. (laughs) So that's that's it. Um, Ouija boards have a a fascinating history. They were a big part of they're part of American history. Um, They're one of the few true American forms of divination, along with the magic eight ball, which was uh, the Cincinnati invention in the 1940s. I always wanted an eight ball as a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I've never had one. Oh, yeah. I've gone through quite a few. Mine always dry up and I have to get a new one. Yes. That, that, I think I, it's probably been the best answer so far that we've gotten. That is because I feel like that is literally everything that I have said, but she said it 10 times more eloquently and like concise than I ever have. So, and uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, if it was not today, it was yesterday was like the I don't know how many year anniversary of the Ouija board being is that right I swear I, I literally just saw it today uh and now and by just, she by today she doesn't mean when you guys are hearing it she oh, means when true, we're recording true. it right uh let me see I love that that's great yeah no I I have no fear of a Ouija board I I like I said it's the most feared piece of cardboard in America yeah yeah I mean I've come around to not thinking it's evil <laughs> still have not intention matters yes and that's what intention we've matters. that we've yeah we've been i mean michelle said it uh we've had other people you know say the same thing mm-hmm. it's just if like if i was to do it i would need to be with somebody which and even then like i, I just i don't know <laughs> be reluctant. it's just yeah who i'm doing it with and somebody who's done it before you know uh, I wouldn't like I wouldn't just do it with Michelle, not because I don't think she's got good intentions doing it, but neither one of us has experience with it. So I wouldn't want to, you know, you'd want to be with an experienced diviner who's yes. who's used that particular tool. Yeah. So I was able to find the post. And yes, it's today. It's on this day in 1898. The first patent for the Ouija board was filed. Filed by Elijah Bond. That's Which is uh, and his, May twenty eighth. His um, tombstone in Baltimore looks like a Ouija board. Oh no way! Nice. Yeah, it's awesome. in a place called Greenmont Cemetery. You can actually look it up and see the picture of his uh, Ouija board tombstone. That's cool. Yes. Yeah, we we actually have a, a t shirt uh, in our shop with a planchette on it that Michelle I saw it. Designed. It's really cool. It's really yeah. cool. I, I, I hovered there for a minute and I was like, I really like that. Let me wait till <laughs> yeah. after the show to, to, to think about yeah. buying one. But yeah, I saw that one. It was a very cool design. Yeah, I, I got, I've gotten some dirty looks while wearing it. Um, but I'm just like, nah, whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm rocking this. Superstition. People yes. are ruled by yeah. it. It's amazing. Yeah, I believe that. I've had some weird reactions to planchette just earrings yeah. i think actually the yes earrings. i have i have planchette earrings as well yeah. <laughs> and i think uh, they're super cute yeah right it's yeah. like it's not there's no ouija board attached to it i'm not trying to summon anything whatever yeah risa thank you for uh coming on thank you for reaching out we really enjoyed having you on and like michelle said yes i do agree that we will have you back on sounds great uh, just let me know all right guys well i hope you enjoyed our episode with risa um I, I, yeah, like I said at the end of this um, episode, I just really enjoyed having her on, loved listening to her even just speak. <laughs> um, um, so it was She crazy. had a real yeah. chill vibe. Like she was yeah. cool. Like, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the conversations that we had with her and like learning like her past life regression, like her, uh, her regret. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. regressions of shadow people. You know, all that stuff was really cool. And like this episode where we t- where she talks to us about the, the tea leaf readings and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I was super stoked on, on hearing about that because I'd always like wondered how that works or, you know, what's going on and stuff like that. And it was cool to finally hear somebody like talk about that. And explain you know? it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then even a matter of like, oh, you can use these teas, but not those and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, yeah. It's... Or these sweeteners and not this. Yeah, that too. You know. And I mean, like she said, also at the at the end here, you know, we didn't even get to talk about, you know, A, B and C. Like I I knew like five minutes into this interview that she was going to be a reoccurring guest <laughs> you yeah. know, to, to be able to have her on because, yeah, it's 
again, we had to split this episode into two because we spoke for almost two hours. So I am sure we could go for another hour <laughs> or two or three um, and have her on again. I hope you guys enjoyed her as much as, as we enjoyed having her on as well. Yeah, And maybe next time uh, one or both of us will have a tea leaf reading. Tea leaf reading. That'd be cool. Well, all right, guys, if you'd like to contact us, check out our website at webelievedu.com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social media. So make sure you go like, follow, and share on Facebook or Instagram. There's also a listen tab where you can listen to the show directly on our website or click the link to your favorite podcast listening site, such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple, which helps us move up the rank so more people can find us. And if you leave a review, we'll read it here on the show. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts, caps, and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if you want to reach us, besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the Contact Us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want. And you can also send in your stories for our stories of high strangeness. And if you send them in Spanish, we can translate those for you. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. Do you?